0: What's new? How is the
1: world treating you? My name is Ed Peters, and speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. Now, today, we will move on to Acts chapter 21. Paul has made three missionary journeys and is now returning home. It is almost like a wonderful victory march as he comes back into the city of Jerusalem. But along the way, warnings are coming to him. He knows that trouble awaits him in Jerusalem. Chapter 20 concludes with the tender meeting that he had with the Ephesian elders at Miletus. Now he boards ship for the voyage that will return him to Israel. Now today we will be looking at the opening six verses of this chapter, and Luke writes as follows. After parting from the Ephesian elders, we sailed straight to Kos. The next day we reached Rhodes, and then went on to Petara. There we boarded a ship sailing for the Syrian province of Phoenicia. We sighted the island of Cyprus, passed it on our left, and landed at the harbor of Tyre in Syria, where the ship unloaded. We went ashore, found the local believers, and stayed with them a week. These disciples warned Paul, the Holy Spirit prophesying through them not to go on to Jerusalem. At the end of the week, when we returned to the ship, the entire congregation, including wives and children, walked down to the beach with us, where we prayed and said our farewells. Then we went aboard, and they returned home.
0: each hour of every day.
1: One of the main reasons that Paul continued on to Jerusalem, in spite of these additional warnings from the believers in Tyre, was that he wanted to bring the offering from the Gentile Christians to the suffering saints in Jerusalem. He wanted to present this to the church in Jerusalem with his own hands, because it was his hands that at one time had wasted the church in Jerusalem he had been partially responsible for the sad state in which the saints in Jerusalem found themselves. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder.
2: On his way home to Jerusalem, Paul leaves the elders of the Church of Ephesus at Miletus. From the port of Miletus, after tearful goodbyes, the ship headed south for the island of Kos, sometimes called Koos. It is about a day's sail from Miletus to Kos, Paul is on his way to Jerusalem. Luke recounts this journey as a travel journal. Kos was one of the commercial and financial centers of the eastern Mediterranean. In the 5th century BC, this island suffered heavily under the Athens-Sparta War. The island is most famous for its hospital and medical school, founded by Hippocrates, the father of medical science who was born on Kos in the 5th century B.C. It stands to reason that Asclepius, the god of healing, was the chief deity of the island. Kos was also famous as a center of literature in Hellenistic times. Several famous thinkers and writers resided there. From Kos, Paul's ship sailed east to the island of Rhodes, 12 miles off the mainland of Asia Minor, and about a day's sail from Kos. The island is large, almost 500 square miles, about 45 miles long and 10 miles wide, or about 70 kilometers by 16 kilometers. It is hilly, but its valleys are fertile and productive. Some years ago, flying over the area, I remember looking down and seeing this rocky island and wondering what that was. Just then the pilot announced that we were flying over the island of Rhodes. The name Rhodes is really Rose, but how it got that name no one knows. The island has never been associated with a flower. The port city on the northeast extremity of the island where Paul's ship landed is also called Rhodes. At one time the island had a great deal of power and influence but lost it. By the time Paul got there, it had little power and influence. The city was just a port of call, but it was a beautiful city and still is. Some of the ancient city has been excavated. Many ancient sites are still evident, particularly Crusader remains. Rhodes at one time boasted a bronze statue of the sun god Helios. It was erected at the entrance to the harbor about 300 years before Christ, because of a successful resistance to a siege. It was a gigantic statue towering 105 feet, or 32 meters, into the air. It was once considered one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It is said that when it was sold in the 7th century A.D., the quantity of metal made up 900 camel loads, or one modern railroad freight car. Although it was toppled by an earthquake in 227 B.C., no doubt it was set up again and was in place in the New Testament, in which case Paul must have seen this great statue as his ship entered the harbor. The city was famous for the festival dedicated to this god called the Helion. Everywhere Paul went, he faced paganism and idol worship. The city of Rhodes was built in the shape of an amphitheater with a view to the sea. The climate is nearly ideal. From Rhodes, Paul's ship sailed almost directly east, along the southwest coast of Lycia, to the seaport of Patara. The former kingdom of Lycia, a mountainous region in what is now southern Turkey, was in Paul's time the headquarters of a Roman governor. The name Potara is linked to Paterus, the legendary son of the god Apollo. The city remains were discovered by the British admiralty in a survey conducted in 1811 to 1812. The entrance to the port was 270 yards wide and a little more than a half a mile long. That is about 250 meters by one kilometer. It is now covered with sand and marshes. Some of the ruins of the city are still visible, parts of the city wall, a triple-arched gate, open sarcophagi or coffins, a granary, and parts of the city wall. Most outstanding is the theater dating from the time of Tiberius. The city was most famous for its Oracle of Apollo. The oracle states that the god Apollo spent the winter months there, away from his more famous home at Delos. The foundations of his temple are still there. A brief salvage operation was conducted in 1952, and in 1972, a survey of the visible monuments was conducted. At Patera, Paul's group found a larger freighter, and they changed ships. The smaller vessels stopped every night and hugged the coastline. This would put Paul late for the celebration of the Pentecost in Jerusalem. The larger vessel sailed directly from Patara to the city of Tyre on the Phoenician coast, a trip of about 400 miles across the Mediterranean. According to Chrysostom, the trip took five days. They sailed to the south of the island of Cyprus, sighting it to their left. This direct route significantly shortened their trip, so that they could afford to spend a number of days at Tyre where the ship unloaded its cargo and still make it to Jerusalem in time for Pentecost. Here at Tyre, they spent the week with Christians. Here again, the Christians urged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. Evidently, they sensed the Holy Spirit saying that danger awaited Paul, and they warned him. Of course, Paul knew that the Lord wanted him to go. So when the time came to leave, Luke writes this way, But when our time was up, we left and continued on our way. All the disciples and their wives and children accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. Another touching departure. Not as emotional as the one as Miletus, but still meaningful. It's a beautiful picture. Whole families came, including children. They all knelt on the beach and prayed. What an impact that must have left upon the children. No doubt that scene never left their memories. Whole families saying goodbye to a beloved Christian leader and friend and committing him to the Lord before his arrival in Jerusalem. Paul must have been encouraged to take the name of Jesus with him as he went to Jerusalem where hardships and difficulties awaited him.
0: unto his name.